welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am super excited for you guys to hear this one. I'm joined by Justine Blackwell. She is a holistic health coach and offering holistic healing and services for people experiencing problems like with their gut health, wanting to improve their diet, live a healthier lifestyle, and find what works for them. I loved this conversation and I think that you guys will be able to learn a lot from it and I'm super excited for you guys to hear. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Hi Justine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I love asking people this and I'm dying to know what is one quote that has really stuck with you and resonated with you and changed your perspective on things like life, jobs, your work as a nutritionist, anything. Yeah, um, the number one quote that comes to mind for me is be grateful for what you have while you work for what you want. I love that. What has that quote done for you in your life? Like, how has it helped you? How has it changed your thinking? Tell me about that. Well, I think for me, it's, I've always been someone who looks ahead and is looking for, you know, the next thing to accomplish, the next thing to do. And this quote really, or hearing this quote really grounded me and made me realize like, there's so much to be grateful for with what you have at the moment. And it's okay to be where you're at and just like see where you are right now. Be grateful for what that is while you look ahead for the next thing that's coming. Mm -hmm. I love that. So tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, what you do. Yeah, totally. All right. So my name is Justine. Um, I live in Vancouver, BC. I was born and raised here. Um, My story, kind of how I got to where I am and how I became nutritionist and like came to be in this wellness space um it kind of was a funny little journey it didn't really start out the way I intended um I originally went to school post-grad I went to university for marketing where I then pivoted to fashion marketing because I thought that's what I wanted to do and then once I took a break and went traveling I realized that I want sort of a greater purpose in the world in my life in my career it was really eye-opening for me. So I kind of figured out like mid-20s kind of where I was at, what I wanted to do. And it just came from looking back on my life and seeing kind of the things that had always lit me up or been interested to me and how I could kind of take those things and make an impact on other people through that, which led me to um, looking up where I could go to nutrition school because I was always obsessed with health and wellness although it didn't always show in the way I was living my life in my early 20s. It was kind of like spent my day caring about health and wellness and what I did at night. It's a whole nother story. Um, But that's kind of where I was at and I wanted to change. And I looked into schools and I happened to find there was a school called the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. Um, They have a campus um, in Toronto and in Vancouver. And I believe elsewhere, there's some other campuses in Canada. And it happened to be five minutes away from where I just moved to downtown. And I was like, this is so meant to be. Like, I'm meant to go to this school. Your destiny. Yeah, it felt like it. I was like, did I manifest this? Like, this is too perfect. So I said, okay, I have my marketing background. That's cool. But I'm going to further my education and I'm going to go to school and I'm going to get certified. So I went to school for two years to become a certified nutritional practitioner. And that's specifically in holistic nutrition and holistic health. And then my journey kind of took me to a couple different places after that. That was in 2019 that I graduated. 
I actually did an internship through school, which landed me working for a wellness blog. Um, I was kind of working behind the scenes doing their social media marketing. I got to see how they create content, how they collaborate, how they run their blog, how they do sort of their online, all their marketing and that sort of thing. So that kind of gave me a taste of how to like run a business online. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't light me up per se. Like there was definitely more to it. So I decided to dip my toes in a, in a couple different areas of um, the health or the health world. And my passion has always kind of landed on food. So I ended up working for a company that works. It's like holistic chefing. So you do meal prep and create food for immune compromised clients. These are people with certain illnesses or allergies, food restrictions, like very specific diets. And that's what I was doing for about a year, maybe a year and a half until I completely burned out. And it was just really long days. It was so much work. My mental capacity was just like, I just couldn't take time for myself and do it at the same time. It was so labor intensive. So I said, I'm going to pivot again, step away what can I do? And I decided to use my own brain, my own knowledge, my own personality and start working with clients one-on-one. So that's what landed me here. Now I run my Instagram, it's called Wealth Within, and I work one-on-one with clients um, in holistic health and nutrition coaching. I love that you didn't have a super seamless path and you were able to just pivot towards what worked for you at that point in time in your life. And I think that's such a huge thing to remember that there's always different steps and different directions you can go. Like you're not married to one career or one choice your whole life. Totally. Yeah, it is not a straight and narrow path whatsoever, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's what you got to do. You got to explore and see what speaks to you and what works for you to eventually get to where you want to be, you know? So tell us a little bit about your work as a nutritionist, how you work with clients, what's your typical process when working with people. I want to know more about your day-to-day, like what you do. Yeah. Okay. So when I work one-on-one with clients, so primarily in the beginning, it's been quite a sort of clinical um, approach. So very focused on nutrition in the form of in a therapeutic sort of way. So people come to me with specific health concerns, issues, ailments, and I create a plan or a protocol for them to help them, um, you know, relieve their symptoms and just ultimately bring things into their life that are going to make them feel better. And it's been primarily through nutrition. Um, And so recently I've actually been pivoting that even because yes, it's holistic. And yes, I look at their entire lives. I look at their health history. I look at their environment and all of that. But what's really kind of shown up for me is that it's not, it's not always even just about that form of health. A lot of it stems from your relationship to self. And, you know, I want to meet people wherever they're at in their lives. It doesn't need to be triggered by necessarily something going wrong or being sick per se. Yes, that will show up. And sometimes it's not going to be in a really big way, but um, it can be working with people who maybe have a triggering relationship to food. It can be working with people who have really bad PMS and it can be working with people who are just feeling stuck in their health journey altogether and just don't know what's wrong and they need support in that way. So 
it is all encompassing, but it's really to help people mind, body, soul is what I always talk about. And I'm sure we're going to touch on that a lot, but yeah, just like really helping people find their connection back to themselves and to be able to nourish themselves um, through holistic health. And so when I work with people, it's usually on a week by week basis for up to, I've worked with people for up to four to five months um, just to, you know, kind of help them on their journey and, and set them up for exactly what they're looking for. I want to go back to what you said about the mind, body, spirit connection. What exactly does that mean to you and how do you really help people with that? So one of the words I really like to use is alignment and connecting back to yourself. So being in alignment with your mind, body, spirit, because we as human beings are not just our physical body. We are not just our mind and our thoughts. And until the day we die, we're also not just a soul floating around in the world, right? So when we go through life, we really want to be honoring each aspect of ourselves that makes us whole. And oftentimes we end up doing things that may be good for our body, but not necessarily for our mind and vice versa. And without our, you know, spiritual soul connection to self, we often can get lost on what we even want like what makes sense to us what our values are and what's pulling us to certain things and when there's a disconnect things can go really awry in your life like things can just look messy and it can be really confusing why things aren't lining up and most often it's just because you don't have that clear connection to self so it's really about taking care of yourself as a whole being instead of just focusing on oh what am I going to eat oh like how can I work out today blah 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 because you can do all of those things but if your mind's not right and your connection to self isn't there I just truly believe that you're not going to get anything out of it you know so how have you really been able to tune into that mind body spirit connection and make that a reality for yourself um so I've done a lot of things over the years um But I have to say, I think the most crucial and important thing to do is like the deep, dark, sticky inner work, like really acknowledging that you are the creator of your life. You have to take ownership for where your life has taken you thus far. You have to look at your past traumas. You have to look at your your habits and you really need to, you know, take ownership for that and work through that. And that's probably the biggest way I was able to, you know, reconnect to who I am as a person and what I want in the world and what I want in this life is to really like look back. Cause like the life is not perfect and everyone has things that they've gone through and some of them stick with you a lot more than others and they can re-show up in your life over and over and over again until you actually acknowledge them and work through them. So that's kind of the hard part, but I would say like that's how I was able to really deepen my connection to self was to really go inward and really look back on on my life and, and do that and do that work. Yeah, I love that. And just kind of putting in that whole idea of putting in the work is so important because a lot of times like when we're healing and we're going through things, 
it's the stuff that's not always pretty and the stuff that you're not going to see on social media or show on social media. That is the thing that is going to really help you get to a better place. Yeah. I love what you just said. It's the stuff you don't see. I think that is the biggest thing. It's like, it's the stuff you're not willing to post on your story about because it's not pretty. That's, that's the stuff you got to do. That's the stuff you have to do. I would say first, like that's your first step because all that other stuff is kind of just fluff on top of what is already you built. Right. And you kind of need to like break that down and, and, and use your past as like a foundation to build on. Yeah, exactly. So is there a common blocker that you see amongst the people that you work with preventing them from really creating that mind, body, spirit connection with themselves? Well, you got to be willing to be uncomfortable. Um, So that's kind of the number one thing is people often, it can be a lot of things um, that can be blockers, whether it be like how you approach it and how you see it, or it could even be Um, I often see people who are blocked by like their social circle I feel like can play a big role how people like perceive them or even how they perceive themselves in the world the idea they've always had of themselves and kind of breaking that down because sometimes we we make a decision when we're young of like oh I'm gonna be this person and I'm gonna do this and then we go do that thing and we're like why don't I why don't I feel good why don't I this was right for me And you kind of got to be able to let go of these ideas you've made in your mind or these, yeah, these like this vision that maybe no longer makes sense to you anymore. You have to be able to kind of let go of that. And it's all about like surrendering. Like it's, yeah, you have to have a willingness and I can, I can see how that blocks people, but by the time they're ready to work with someone, that willingness is usually already there. They're willing to put in the work but it's having someone to help them because doing it by yourself is, is it's challenging. And like I said, unless you have supportive people around you that are willing to like help you through that stuff, they might not be on the same path as you. They might not be at the same place as you, even your own like best friends may not understand why you're like going to meditate. They're like, that's weird. How do you do that? And it's like, it's something you choice you make for yourself. You got to be willing to make that choice, put in the work and having someone to having like a health coach or whoever to work with you is like one of the most powerful ways to get through it because they're non-judgmental and they are completely there to support you. And I think that's so helpful for so many people to, to get through those blocks that may be in their like external world. Yeah. Vulnerability is huge. And when you're working with clients and helping people, do you often see that people are resistant to being vulnerable and open about the things that they're going through with you? How do you, how do you manage that? Sometimes at first people will sugarcoat things a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but the more you're able to get to know someone and really talk to them, um, they, they tend to open up. Maybe they don't get too deep into what they're on about, but usually when I meet with people, like the first time I meet with people, it's always very much a Q&A from my end. I'm asking all the questions, like I'm getting to know you, I'm asking, and most often the questions that I ask, like in the beginning are quite like clinical, like they're really asking about your health history and, and stuff like that. But then you, you kind of do need to get to those other experiences that maybe leading to whatever happens to be going on. And yeah, that can be touchy sometimes, but 
I find that people open up. I find that people do open up quite quickly and I haven't really had any issues of people like really resisting. And I think um, it's, it's common to have a little bit of resistance, but as soon as you feel a little bit of resistance, resistance to things, I often find that that ends up being something like you're, you're kind of, you have to do it. You're yeah. resistant because you know you need to do it and you like don't necessarily want to right now, but then eventually you kind of, you end up like giving into that resistance and, in the, and it always ends up being for the best. So when you're working with people, do you often have them approach you with some type of problem or like diet stigma that you wish that they would let go of? Like, what's your experience with that? Yes, absolutely. So most, I this is pretty common when I work with people. So if we do something like, say I'm trying to address like some sort of a gut issue or something like that, and they have to go and I explain to them the sort of protocol we're going to go on, what we're going to be like introducing to them and adding in. And then I'll, I'll also go over things that we want to maybe avoid. And I think a big thing that comes up is restriction and like restrictive diets and kind of trying to rework people's perspective to if they do have to go on some sort of a therapeutic diet per se, um, to really redirect and change the perspective and shift it to um, its short term, first of all. And it's in order to you know, make you feel better. Usually when people come to me, they're kind of at a breaking point of, oh my God, I've been feeling like shit for so long. Can you please help me? And that's, I mean, part of it is like doing the work, but I also feel like that restriction is really scary for a lot of people. And what I preach to the end of time is always, always, always balance. Even if you're on some sort of cleanse, like a parasite cleanse or a candida cleanse, I've like done so many of those, even myself you can't kick yourself for like doing something outside of what you're supposed to do like one day or even two days in a row. You really need to have the mindset of I'm doing this for me. It's for no one else, but me. I'm the only one that can be accountable for making this happen. And then also knowing that like, this isn't forever. And in the end, you'll be able to find some sort of a balance of what works for you specifically I know I think that's honestly the number one thing is like being scared to be restricted and it's never about being restricted it's always about adding things that are going to support you and maybe mitigating the things that are causing harm but not even if you have to remove them like not forever like everything is temporary and you're doing it for the right reasons you know yeah and really just trying to figure out and come to the realization that what works for you isn't going to work for somebody else and let go of trying to hold yourself to a certain standard when trying something new and just be open to it and creating that balance right really about baby steps that's why I said Mm -hmm. like in the past I've done a lot of like clinical stuff but moving forward um I really hope to work with people where it doesn't have to be so clinical it doesn't have to be so therapeutic it can be more of so more so of those those baby steps, those things that people want to start integrating, but you do it more slowly over a long period of time because yeah. that's what people respond best to. Um, some people are all or nothing type of people. Like they're really like, I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in. But for the majority of us, we need to like dip our toes in, take our time, like 
Otherwise it can feel super overwhelming. And that's why I work with people over weeks at a time. It's not like you do like two weeks and you're out or even like a month and you're out. Like it's, you're integrating things that you hope people will hold on to long-term and therefore you have to build it up, you know, so that it lasts through the long-term. So have you personally been at a point in your life where you had to undergo extreme diet changes and make a lot of changes into your lifestyle? Yeah, I actually got, I have a candida overgrowth where that's what I ended up being diagnosed with. So I knew I had it like from all the symptoms that were coming up in my life. And then I ended up going to see a naturopath just to like, you know, confirm, I guess I wanted to see someone. So I wasn't just Sometimes when you try and diagnose yourself, you can be a little bit biased, right? So I went to see a naturopath and she confirmed what I thought had been going on um, to say that I had really high levels of candida. And candida is no joke. Um, It's definitely quite a intensive program to go on. And I'm not going to lie, like it was not easy whatsoever, but I put a lot of work in, I put a lot of pre-work into approaching it and luckily with my knowledge I was able to build out a protocol and then that's something I'm able to use with other people I've also like I've even worked alongside other nutritionists to really like map everything out so it's not I'm never just relying on myself for my own journey but yeah with candida it was it was very restrictive I had to um, be on a very low starch diet zero sugar no alcohol. I had to cut out caffeine. I also, when I went and saw my naturopath, she ended up showing me this huge long list of foods I was sensitive to. She kind of like joked and was like, oh, you're such a sensitive soul. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) please don't tell me that. But the reason I was sensitive to all those foods was because of where my gut was at because of my candida. So none of it ended up being long-term. Like when you have a sensitivity to foods, oftentimes you'll find that those sensitivities will go away once you actually address what's going, what the problem is. And that's a whole nother story about sensitivity tests, but that's what I had to do. So I had to do two months of, of that protocol um, until I like saw, and I saw symptoms go away almost immediately. And so for me, my symptoms, I can like go through them a little bit, like for yeah, me, yeah. extreme, like, I think it's dermatitis it was like it's like dandruff but worse it's like my whole scalp was basically inflamed and like scaling off it was horrible I was getting like redness around my mouth which is a sign of like parasite and all sorts of stuff um I was having extremely uncomfortable like digestive issues and gas. I couldn't sleep at night sometimes because I was like being kept up at night from my discomfort. Like it really pushed me to the edge of like, and even me being a nutritionist, I was like, I know I need to address this. I know I need to do something about this, but even took me almost to a breaking point for me to actually wake up and be like, okay, you have to do something about this. And honestly, that's okay. I don't see any shame in getting to a point. Sometimes that's what you need for that motivation is to get to that point where you're like, I am so uncomfortable. Please. I need to do, I'm going to take action because I don't want to feel like this anymore. That's the kind of point you get to, you know, so candida, it's a bacterial overgrowth of the gut. Um, there's a number of different ways it can manifest and show up. 
um, and more, some people are more susceptible to it than others. Um, for me, I think I just had a different like toxic load than someone else. And it was just very prominent for me. Um, so basically you want to, it's when your, your bacteria in your stomach, um, the bad bacteria kind of overtakes the good bacteria and it's out of balance and um, it shows up in a, in a lot of uncomfortable symptoms. And that's kind of what I had to deal with was to, the reason you cut out sugar and, um, you know, starches, starches and stuff like that is because that's what's feeding that bad bacteria. So you have to cut it out so that they kind of starve off and die. <laughs> and then that starvation of the, um, of the bacteria can lead to detoxing. So you go through like your whole detox, detox symptoms. And then in the end, you feel absolutely freaking amazing. So it's a process, but yeah, it can be pretty common. Um, but there's definitely some signs and symptoms that I can definitely see when I like talk and listen to people and like hear from them that you can also get um, it tested through a naturopath and uh, see what your levels really look like. There's sometimes, because sometimes a parasite infection and candida infection can look very similar. So would you say that gut health is a bigger problem for more people than they would even realize? Oh, 100%. I will go so far as to say that almost anything that manifests itself as a symptom in your life or in your body is coming from your gut health. So like when I had <clears throat> this stuff showing up on my scalp, you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, she has a gut problem. You would think to yourself, oh, she has a skin problem. Like what's yeah. going on with your skin? Maybe you have dryness, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But to me, I was like, I have a gut problem. And like, I'm lucky that I even had, I had that background to acknowledge that. But it's the same thing goes for, uh, like eczema and stuff like that, when it's manifesting on your body and on your skin, it's actually originating in your gut. And 70% of your immune system is housed in your gut. Like there's just so much that's going on in there. So as soon as things get out of balance is when you start to see uh, symptoms and yeah, everything always comes back to the gut, everything. And I think it's becoming a little bit more common knowledge for people to really understand the importance of the gut the importance of the microbiome like when I talk about gut you're kind of talking more about <clears throat> like all of it like the like digestion itself like what's going on in your small intestine your large intestine and your colon it's not I'm not just I'm not talking about your stomach I hope that comes across like gut health is is the whole picture of how your digestion is working and yeah, I know that in the past that there's been a really great disconnect, but I'm hoping that, yeah, people are getting more of the message of the importance of gut health. And um, it's my job to kind of share what it looks like to support your gut and the things that you can do and the things that you can integrate into your life that will help support your gut health and which in turn supports your overall health. So what things can people do just on a daily basis to improve their gut health? from a general point of view so okay I will talk I'll hit a couple of the main points that and honestly it does come down to it being quite simple it's not overly complicated until things go wrong so to support your gut I would say the number one things is to hydrate you want to be intaking enough water so that your body is constantly flushing 
<clears throat> everything through your body, um, staying hydrated, and the water helps you to pass um, and to eliminate things through the colon, go to the bathroom, etc. So it's extremely, extremely important. Uh, fiber is super important. I will ne never stop talking about the importance of fiber. Um, the amount of grams of fiber you should be taking in per day varies, but oftentimes people are not getting enough fiber at all. There's like a lot of <clears throat> people talking about the amount of protein they should be eating and such, and everything is so important. But what I like to talk about is like having a balanced plate and always encouraging the importance of fiber. But when you're eating, just making sure you have a nice balance of your protein, carb, and fat. And with every meal, you should have a balance of all three. This not only helps with your gut health, but also with hormone health. And um, I'm going to say my other one to support your gut is probably movement. Um, just to make sure that everything, like when you're just completely stagnant or sedentary and like sitting all day, things aren't moving, you know, like there's always something going on, but like, that's really important for like your lymph and for moving things and getting going. And <clears throat> I think one of the most common things I see is constipation and people think it's normal to not go to the bathroom for the day or even for like a couple days or even for like a week. And then, so that's the most important way I try to support that is by all the things I just talked about. Um, I wouldn't even go so far as to say like everybody needs a probiotic because I don't think everybody does need a probiotic. It's really the basics, making sure you're getting enough fiber, making sure you're drinking enough water, making sure you're moving. Um, yeah, that's how you support your gut. Yeah, and I like what you said about not pushing probiotics on people and just starting more from a lifestyle point of view and just changing how they eat, changing how they exercise starting with that first and start with the basics like I, everyone always needs to start by drinking more water that's always the first thing I've had clients that literally come to me and I ask them about their water intake and they'll just straight up they're honest but they're like I don't drink water they don't they'll go through the whole day they're like oh maybe I drink like a cup of water when I first wake up and then I don't drink any water for the rest of the day and so I'm like, okay, we're not going to focus on anything else. All we're going to do is we're going to drink more water. Water. Yeah. That's the missing piece. Like, why, why put all these different things onto someone when they, when they don't need it, right? Start with basics. Simple. We keep it simple. Baby steps. And like you, maybe drinking two liters of water is going to change. Well, it's going to change your world. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah, maybe that's, that's the first place to start. And that's a habit to develop. And once they feel really confident in the amount of water they're drinking, okay, then we can move on to something else. So in your work as a nutritionist and just working in the holistic health field, have there been any trends or things that you see people doing that you wish people would kind of turn away from or like maybe move their attention towards something else or just not engage in? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I'm not going to address anything like super specific because mm -hmm. the way I approach this is kind of like you said, everyone is so individual. Everyone has individual needs. Everyone has individual makeups, genetics, health history, etc. That's why health coaches, nutritionists, dietitians all have a place in this world, right? And when I look at social media, this is the only thing that kind of irks me sometimes. So I'll touch on it. When you go on social media, you have a lot of 
youth on social media who are looking up to these influencers and you know people who are popular on Instagram and they share their day-to-day life which I have no problem with I think that's beautiful I love it it's great but it's so important to be mindful of what they're what they're sharing and how they they're being how these young people are being are so impressionable they're so impressionable right so I think for someone who's viewing them (laughs) um, to keep in mind that what's working for them and this has been said but what's working for them is not necessarily going to work for you and if there's something really going on with you you need to seek out someone who will look at you as an individual and who will look at you for you that's the biggest disconnect I can see is that we, we look up to these influencers and we see what they're doing and we're like, Oh, maybe I'll try that. And it'll work for me. Oh, maybe they have that. And that that's what I have. And it's so easy to trick your mind to think that what's right for them is right for you. And it could be, and I always encourage you to try things and see what works for you, but it can also be so harmful, not only from physical sense, but also mentally because you're looking up to these people and you're seeing them have all these things, maybe they have beautiful skin or maybe they, you know, have a beautiful body in your eyes, whatever it may be. And it can be so difficult for you to, to wrap your head around why maybe it's not working for you. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It means you have a different body type, a different body makeup. And what you need is completely different than what they need. Not only when it comes to like, what they're eating, but also like all these, there's so many supplements out there now. And I, I, I see a lot of people who have affiliate, affiliate, whatever it is with, um, with probiotic companies. Mm-hmm. And even that I'm like, you don't know what probiotic is meant for your body. Like even that can be harmful. So mm-hmm. that's why I like to encourage. That's why I say like, that's why nutritionists are here. That's why health coaches are here. That's why we have gone to gotten our education and you can absolutely learn a lot online. You can learn a lot from books. You can learn a lot from doing your own research, but if you're not willing to put in that work and actually take those steps, go see someone who's going to look at you for you. Go see someone who's really going to take care of you as as the bio individual human that you are. That's the power of working with someone. Yes. And I think such an important part of that is that you're only seeing what they choose to post. You're only seeing such a small fraction of their life. So it's just so important to keep that in mind, especially when you're trying to create balance in all aspects of your life. So I love that. And do you have any books, podcasts, resources that you recommend for people to check out, either health related or not? Okay. Yes. Because I'm very much like a, I love inspirational, uplifting, personal development, mindfulness sort of podcast as well as other things my favorite favorite podcast ever is the jay shetty on purpose podcast i could listen to him forever like he brings Mm -hmm. such calm to my life it's so funny i feel like i'm so connected to him but so does Mm -hmm. probably a hundred thousand million other people (laughs) i love him i love his perspective um he's very much for anyone listening he's very much um a mindfulness practitioner I guess I would say he wrote a book about his time being a monk and everything he says is relatable to anyone living their life he really touches on subjects that really hit home I think for a lot of us and just like how to move through this world like 
with a better head on their on our shoulders, a better perspective, a lot of love and light, and just these beautiful, beautiful discussions. I love him. I also love the expanded podcast by To Be Magnetic with Lacey Phillips. I love listening to that sort of stuff. I love listening to kind of like stuff that is expansive for our minds and like really gives us perspective. Um, especially as someone in business as well, I love to learn all about how people are doing it and what, how they kind of present themselves in the world. And then I, I also really love, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Gutsy Health podcast. They really dive into like, if you're curious about gut health, I mean, I love to talk about gut health, but I don't talk about it quite to the degree that these women do. They're very smart, um, knowledgeable. They bring on some really fascinating people and they really dive into the nitty gritty of gut health. And I think they are really bringing to light all that stuff that maybe is not common knowledge. Like to say gut health is one thing, but they really dive into like what that means and what that looks like. And they're really good to listen to. So I think those are some of my favorites. Awesome. I'll have to check those out. And lastly, where can people find you? What's your Instagram, website, contact info? Uh, yeah. So my Instagram is wealth within. It's spelled W-E-L-L. It's a play on words. Um, I have my Instagram and currently just my website, wealthwithin.com by the same name. You can find all of my coaching programs available on there. And uh, yeah, you can connect with me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You were so fun to talk to and I really enjoyed this conversation and I know that it will definitely help so many women that listen. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this podcast episode. I loved having Justine on. She was such a joy to talk to and is so insightful on all things gut health, finding balance, and gave so much great insight into what it's like being a nutritionist and a health coach and working with clients. I loved learning about that side of the whole health world, and I... Hope you all enjoyed this and just don't forget to leave a review. I'm always looking for reviews and then also follow the Instagram at Real Radiant with two T's and I'll see you guys next week.